Well, you thought we were going to start in Hebrews? Well, we're going to take a little vacation today from Hebrews. We thought we'd give you a little rest and help you catch up on your reading in Hebrews. But we've had a great time, and if uh, any of you are new and you would like to catch up to us, we're only in starting in chapter 3, so you're not that far behind. So please welcome and join us for these next uh, few months. But today we're focusing on a verse that is assigned to us, so to speak, and I think that the Lord has this at the right time. And I trust that this message will be appropriate in such a way that it will get into your heart and you'll understand you are here for a reason and you're asking the Lord, why am I here? What did I sign up for? And the Lord is very good at answering us when we ask honest questions. He loves us to ask questions. World missions. I've titled my message, We Preach Christ Jesus as Lord. It is very important for us to focus on what it is that we need to center our life on. First of all, when we use the word preach, as our friend Kyle said, he's going to be preaching, sharing the gospel on the internet. Wow, what a place to share. You know what? I have never thought of preaching on the internet. (laughs) Kyle, that's great. God bless you in that. But preach, what does preaching mean? Well, it's, it's like what I'm doing right now. I'm just standing up here exhorting you and telling you what to do and what not to do. But really what preaching is, is much deeper than that and much more subtle than just standing up on a pulpit and preaching away. And we'll learn about that in these scriptures that we're looking at. 2 Corinthians 4, 5, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Father, we ask you that during this next few minutes, you would open up our hearts, our minds, and allow us to hear a new word, a a new stirring in us. Holy Spirit, Use your word to move us, to motivate us, and perhaps even manipulate us into true Christians who understand their purpose in life. Pray in Jesus' name. Our starting point in this verse, we really have to go back a few chapters to understand what Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians 4, 5. We go back to 2 Corinthians 2:14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. That's a very curious verse and there's context in it but We really don't have time to to go into the context other than the fact that Paul, the apostle, was a Jew. 
He was a teacher, in fact, of Old Testament. They didn't call it the Old Testament. They called it the Torah. And he was schooled in that and knew the very details of what it meant to be Jewish. And in that, he had obviously studied the tabernacle and the offerings and all that was entailed in the tabernacle. And last year, you remember, for those of you who were here, we went through a fairly in-depth study of the tabernacle. And in that, a sinner would come to the tent with curtains all around, leading a lamb or an offering to give on behalf of their own sin. And that person was right in the center of all of Israel surrounding the the tent, which was the tabernacle in the middle of the congregation. And everybody saw him come there, leading that lamb or that goat to be sacrificed. And eventually what happened was that animal was slaughtered, killed. Its blood was caught. The animal was cut up and put on an offering, on a fire, on an altar. And some of that blood then went forward deeper into the tabernacle. But the aroma, the smell of that burning flesh was permeating throughout that whole area. And everybody knew it. It was from that man who offered this sacrifice because of his own sin. That's the kind of thing that Paul is referring back to, is this aroma. And as once a year, the priest then sacrificed on behalf of all of Israel, he did the very same thing and brought that sacrifice, not just to the altar, but even further than that, into the Holy of Holies and sprinkled that blood as an offering. And in that inner room was a, a perfume, an incense that was burning and it filled the whole area. And I'm sure that it spilled out of that tent and out into the rest of the congregation. And there was a smell. There was a fragrance. And that's what Paul is referring to. The sacrifice on our behalf. And Paul says that we triumph. First of all, we give thanks to God that it wasn't me that was killed. It was an animal. Thanks to God there was a substitute. Thanks to God there was someone that would stand or some animal would stand in my place. And it all means something. It all points to something. And this is what Paul refers back, pulling out of the Old Testament into present day and even in our day today. That Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, came as a man and gave his life in our receiving him. We give thanks to God for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph 
Triumph, triumph over our sin. Triumph to the point where new life has come in, where death reigned. We have come through, not our own life, but the life of another, and Jesus Christ is in us as that sweet fragrance, that aroma. We have come close to him and knowing him by the fact that we say, I believe in Jesus Christ. He has made me clean. I'm clean in the blood of Jesus Christ on my behalf. And the word manifests, manifests through us, demonstrates through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. So that when we go into our company, out in the marketplace, at our school, there is an awareness that something is different about you. How many of you, I was going to bring an illustration this morning, but I thought it would be a little bit too much. I was going to bring some of Katie's perfume just to demonstrate, and I was going to hold it up and just put some on my hand. It's a very powerful, at least it's powerful to me anyway, <laughs> smell to it. It, it, would, it would permeate this room. Forget the name of it. Obsession. Oh, obsession, yes. <laughs> you know, that's a good I think I'll preach on that sometime. <laughs> when we come into a room, what do people sense? When we walk among our friends or we're with our friends, whether it's working out or we're studying or whatever, do they sense a smell about you? Do they sense Jesus Christ? I think that's what Paul's talking about. But he's referring back, way back, to that time in which the lamb was slain. And that's what we're bringing to ourselves when we accept Jesus Christ. We're different. We're changed. The Bible says we're new creatures in Christ. We have new life. It's not me, but it's Christ living in me. Oh, that people would sense that and know he's wearing Jesus. There's something different about him. That has nothing really to do with us other than the fact that we submit our lives to Jesus Christ. And he comes in and he's made it all new and we are new in him. The sweet aroma of what? Of the knowledge of him. You know what? The more that we know him, the sweeter he gets to be to us. And the more we know him, the more other people say, he or she has been with Jesus. That's the direction our lives should be taking. That's what Paul's talking about here. So preaching isn't just standing at a pulpit. It's being 
in Christ and he being in you. That's what it means. That's the preaching. And you don't have to say a word. How many of you thought that you had to learn how to preach and teach and that kind of thing? Well, that's part of it. But the main thing is knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. That is how you get obsessed with Jesus and let that perfume and that aroma spill out of you to other people. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, we need to move ahead to really unpack the understanding of what our key verse is about this morning. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, looking as in a mirror, at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So that our transformation, our metamorphosis, is really what that word transformation means, is a natural process that happens in us as we believe in Jesus Christ. How many of you have watched a caterpillar spin a cocoon. You ever seen a caterpillar do that? Spin a cocoon around itself? And then it just looks like maybe a pussy willow on a branch. It's kind of whitish. And then it gets hard and stiff. And if you keep observing it, one day... It starts breaking apart. And out of that weaving comes not a worm, but a butterfly. That's metamorphosis. That's the word that Paul is using here. That's what happens to us. We're nothing but worms, guys. But what Jesus can do, his life in you, When you die, die to yourself and to what you want in your life and you give it up to Jesus. And sometimes it's in a very dark and lonely and quiet place where this happens, where you say, Jesus, take all of me. Do what you want with my life. And out of that comes life. And out comes a butterfly. That's just a picture of what it means to become a Christian. And people look at that. Oh, wow, look at that butterfly. And are amazed and they take pictures of it. And it's wonderful. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's the process of you laying down your life and letting Jesus make a butterfly from you. Many of you have already taken that step. And you're on your way to being what Jesus designed you to be. You know, our verse says here, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the liberty is not being bound up in that cocoon. But after that process, there is great liberty. 
and the butterfly can just flit all over the place. This uh, last summer I was in a prayer meeting on a campus near here and we were in a, a, a dining hall where you could see out the window and there were about three or four black and purple butterflies just flying around. And my friends around the uh, table in this prayer meeting that we were in probably didn't see it, but I was fascinated. I was watching those butterflies. And they were having the greatest time. And I was trying to see, well, what are they doing? What? It was just fascinating that they were moving around. I didn't see any little Japanese boys with a net trying to catch them. But that does attract little boys and girls to try to catch these butterflies. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And that's what we have. I love to fly. Some of you have seen the butterfly-looking machine that I do fly. And I'd never thought of it as being a butterfly, but I do fly a butterfly. Transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And it's the Spirit of God that sets us free. That is amazing. And thirdly, our message, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. We preach not ourselves. And it's pretty hard for us to not do that. It's pretty hard for us as in our humanness, most of us want to talk about themselves. I find that somebody has a story and they're telling you the story about their life. It reminds you of your own story. And so before they even finish their story, you jump in with your story. Come on now. How many of you are guilty of that? I'm confessing. It's okay. Yes, we, we do it quite often, don't we? This story about our lives in Christ is not about us. It's about what Jesus has done and who he is and why he's so important to us and why he would be so important to the person you're sharing with. Focusing on him and allowing them to focus. We preach Christ Jesus as Lord. That means that I'm not my own Lord. It means that I've given up my life. It means that my life is not my own anymore. I always ask Jesus before I do something. Maybe it's going to be a simple request like, should I take that economics class or shall I take this other? Lord, would you show me? Would you direct me? Father, I've got a, a real hard decision to make it work. Would you help me make that decision? Because I want to be the best employee that I can be to my employer. I want you to get the, the credit 
I want you, Jesus, to get the, the honor of having done a good job. Some of you, I've heard your testimonies that go along that line. That's what Jesus wants from us. We preach Christ Jesus as Lord. And we are bonded servants for Jesus' sake. Meaning that a bonded servant is one who is not a slave. He is a person who has decided that he loves his master so much that he says, I don't want to be free any longer from serving you. And there was even scripture written where there was slavery in the Old Testament. And if a person was a slave and his master was a kind master, but the master says, you can leave now. You've, you've worked for me for 10 years. You can leave. And the slave says, I don't want to leave you. And so he'd take his ear and say, would you pierce my ear? And he'd put it up against the doorpost and the master would put a spike in that ear and nail it to the, the jam on the door and pull it out and say, okay, now you are my slave for life. That's what it means to be bonded. It means you owe your whole life, the rest of your life, to that master. And we are bonded servants for Jesus' sake. If you become a Christian, that's what's expected of you. You're not free. You're not your own. You belong to someone even better than yourself. Jesus Christ. Then in conclusion... I love this part. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. For God who said, light, light shone out of darkness. And he's the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Where? In the face of Jesus Christ. And one of these days, all of us who know Jesus are going to look at him face to face. And I've told this before many times. When God created Adam, God created the first man. It says in Genesis that God scooped up the dust of the earth and he formed a man. And he breathed into his nostrils, his nose, the breath of life. And man became a living creature. And my question has always been, what was the first thing that Adam saw when he became a man? Can we say it? What did he see? The face face of God. Eye to eye. The face of God. That's what this verse is talking about. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. 
I want to see Jesus. And someday we'll see him face to face. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that this is our message. This is what we have to give. We speak about Jesus. We don't speak about ourselves. We speak of what we know of him by experience and not by conjecture or something we learned just out of a book. That is our motive. That's our mission. That's our mandate. We are your servants, bonded servants. Use us and send us out into the world as your servants, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.